Hey there, baseball fans. This is the Fair or Foul Podcast with the Catcher and the Guy, Episode 17, the High School Tournament Preview. I'm the Catcher T-Bone, and in this edition, I will set you up with tournament details and my predictions all the way through to the champion. In addition, at the end of the episode, I will reveal my battery of the year. Episode 17, coming at you. Here's what's happening this week in Delaware Baseball. Okay, what a great year in Delaware High School Baseball. We had a couple of no-hitters, a perfect game. We have incredible parity this year. Uh, A not-so-surprising number one seed to me, but certainly in the history of Delaware Baseball, High School Delaware Baseball, it is. So this year's tournament, I am so excited about. What a great year. I've seen some great baseball games, some great pitching, some great catching. Uh, Hitting was a little down this year overall. I think that had a lot to do with the time off over the the pandemic, as well as just pitchers are a little bit ahead of uh, hitters at at this time. That's all across the big leagues, college, and the trickle-down effect to high school. So uh, this week... We're going to go through all the all the games, every single game. I'm going to give you my prediction, and I'll tell you, I'm likely going to be wrong in a lot of spots because when you get to even the, the, the 32 round, the second round, the first round should be pretty uh, by the book. Uh, the favorite should take care of those games. But even in round uh, two, which would be the 32 round, there could be some significant upsets. And then you get to this round of 16 and some top teams play each other. And who knows what could happen? I'm going to give you my predictions, some of them based on just guesses because I've seen a lot of these teams play and they're, they're really a coin flip. Uh, and then you get to the final eight. And again, all the way through, we could see any number of teams get to the final four because all of these teams will have a tough game in at least the round of 16 and the round of eight and certainly the final four. So let's get to it. All right, so first round games. Again, the play-in round, I guess you can call it. Newark Charter takes on hometown rival Newark High School. Now, Newark High School took care of them earlier in the year at 8-2, to two, but I'm going to go the other way in this one. I'm going to take Newark Charter and Chuck Clausius down there in his first year at Newark Charter. I'm going to take them uh, over Newark. All right, second game, Sanford at Tattnall. Tattnall, just really a down year. I don't see any way they could get past Sanford in this one. So I'm going to take Sanford uh, in this one. And, again, this may be their first tournament win, certainly in a long time. I'm not sure overall. But uh, Sanford gets the win, and we'll head on to play uh, Cape Henlopen. Wilmington Charter versus Laurel. I'm going to take Charter in this one. Billy Cunningham, I think, has got some – uh, he's going to have his guys ready. They've got a couple seniors that should be on the mound. And I'm going to take them over Laurel, and they'll go on to face Salesiana, which would be a rematch game of a game that just happened a week ago. All right, St. E's versus Woodbridge. Uh, Woodbridge down this year. St. E's not a great year either, but I'm going to take St. E's to move on in this one, and then they'll go on to play Tower Hill, who they played earlier in the year as well. Dover McCain, that's going to be an easy one. McCain not doesn't have too much going on. Dover obviously is a is a typical powerhouse down there with uh, Coach Gordon. A little bit down this year, but they're going to take care of McCain. They, they likely won't have to use one of their top pitchers and should be able to save that for their next game at Concord. Sussex Academy and William Penn. I'm going to take Penn in this one. 
Uh, again, uh, Sussex Academy, not a great year. William Penn's going to take this one, and they're going to go on to play DMA. All right, AI Brandywine. This is a tough one. This is a coin flip. Uh, Brandywine beat him in a close game earlier in the season, 6-5. to five. But as a AI DuPont alumni, former Tiger here, I'm going to take AI DuPont and Coach Brody in the win there, and they'll go on to play Sussex Tech in the round of 32. CR versus MOT Charter. This is an easy one. CR is going to take this one fairly easy, and they may be able to save some pitching as they'll go on and play Apo in the second round. Same, same thing with Polytech. Polytech will take care of Del Castle. Again, you know, the cool thing about this tournament is there's going to be a lot of trying to figure out if I use my number one, should I save my number one? Uh, the pitching decisions for all the teams are going to really define how this tournament works out because I'm not sure you can save any any of your pitchers because any team can beat the other team and certainly the round of 32. So Polytech take care, takes care of Del Castle, and they'll go on to play Conrad in the round of 32. Red Lion Christian plays Mount Pleasant. They'll get the win there. They'll go on to play St. Mark's as well. Smyrna, Odyssey Charter. Smyrna, not a bad team this year. Had a couple close losses and some good wins. They'll take care of Odyssey Charter and go on to face Del Mar in, the, in round two. Hudson will also take care of St. Andrews, and they'll go on to play Sussex Central in round two, and then will round out the first day play-in games that will start on Tuesday of this week, uh, Tuesday the 18th. I think the Sanford-Tatnell game is on Wednesday. And the second round games will all be on Thursday, May 20th. All right, so let's start at the top. St. George has got the number one seed this year, well-deserved. They have the most well-rounded team in the state. They pitch it. They throw strikes up and down the rotation with Hart and Breen as their number one and number two. They play the best defense that I've seen in the state. Uh, they've got a great catch, freshman catcher, blocks it, throws it well, calls a great game, and they've got a pretty good offense loaded with some lefties. Uh, they bunt, they run, they're aggressive, uh, and they deserve the number one seed with only one loss in-state to Slazianum, and their only other loss was to, uh, again, Malvern Prep, that power up there in Pennsylvania. So they'll take on, for, per my p- prediction, they'll take on Newark Charter in game two. Now, they're going to win this game. It's just I don't know what they're going to do with their pitching. Uh, Jeff Rogers certainly is not going to tell me what he's going to do, but uh, he kind of goes by the book. My guess is that he'll go with Hart at the beginning and see what happens, uh, but he could also still go with Breen as well. Both those guys are solid uh, at the top of the rotation. So they'll win their first-round matchup against Newark Charter and move on to the round of 16. Okay, Milford Caravel. Again, here we are in the round of 32, and we've got a, a a game that could go either way. Now, Milford had a run where they ran off a bunch in a row this year, but they also had a run at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year and didn't finish too strong, where Caravel picked up a couple of wins late against some really strong teams. So I'm going to take Mox over there, and again, the uh, you know they're a little down this year. They've got a young team. They're struggling on the mound. But uh, I'm going to take Caravel in this one to move on and play St. George's in the round of 16. All right, Sanford, again, gets past their first round matchup against Tattnall, but they run into Cape Henlopen, and that's going to be uh, the end of their run. Cape Henlopen takes care of Sanford in the round of 32, very simply, and Cape moves on to the round of 16. Okay, Wilmington Charter versus Slazian. Again, this is a, a matchup that just happened where Slazian took care of him took care of the force pretty good 
uh, about a week ago. But depending on what Coach Cunningham does in round one with his pitching, and, and again, obviously you got to get the win. You, you, you can't save anybody, but who knows? Again, uh, that's the decision of the head coach, and it's a tough decision, but – I th- I think Salas is going to get the win here in the uh, in the round of 32. But this isn't a game where again, if a couple bounces go the right way and 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 Charter pitches it well, um, it could be a competitive game. And who knows what happens if it's close late? But I will take Salas to move on uh, to the round of to the Sweet 16, as we'll say. All right, Tower Hill will play St. E's again, who I think will get over get past Woodbridge and Sal. Uh, excuse me, Tower Hill. We'll take care of St. E's. Now, the question here is, will the Hillers and Coach Bill Cannon use Marty Coyne, who just gave up his first two earned runs and got his first loss of the year against Conrad a week ago, will he use him in the first round? I don't know, but we're going to find out. I'm still going to take Tower Hill regardless if they use Marty or number two, and they'll move on to the Sweet 16 as well. Now, Delmarva Christian and Lake Forest. I've got to come clean here. I did not know Delmarva Christian was in the state of Delaware. I always uh, well aware that they've got a good program down there. I, I just thought they played a bunch of in-state teams, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little embarrassed, but I am divulging that I did not was not aware that they were part of the DIAA. But I've heard a lot of great things about them. Uh, some teams that have played them as well as some umpires that have umpired the games that they have. So I'm going to take Delmarva Christian over Lake Forest. Again, I don't know too much about them other than they're pretty good and they've won some uh, games and been in some competitive games with some good teams. So I'm going to take Delmarva Christian over Lake Forest. All right, up next, Concord and Dover. Again, Dover gets past uh, McCain, and they likely don't have to use any of their pitching. And again, here's the round of 32. Concord, I believe, comes in at 13-3 and or or. Or, or close to that, uh, but they've got to play Dover, who's generally been in the Final Four, or at least in the last eight for the for for the last several years. Again, down year for Coach Gordon, but they'll likely be able to have their number one versus Concord, and then Concord will probably have to use their number one uh, Gabrish uh, against Dover because they can't look past Dover. Dover's won a couple good games. Again, they don't have a great record, but this is a, a, a situation where uh, Coach Hamburger likely will have to use a number one or they could uh, they could possibly get upset. So I am taking Concord over Dave Gordon's group down there and Concord will move on, but I'll be anxious to see how the pitching matchups uh, happen there. Okay, William Penn moves on to play DMA as they beat Sussex Academy. DMA takes care of William Penn fairly easily. Does Coach Aaron Lewis use Kevin Williams or does he wait to use him in the second round? Uh, I'm not. I'll, I'll play backseat quarterback here, uh, or armchair quarterback, backseat driver, and I'll I'll say they don't use Kevin Williams, and they'll save him for the second round, and they'll still win, and uh, and move on to the Sweet 16. All right, Sussex Tech takes on AI again. Uh, Coach Jefferson will again have some decisions here, but uh, regardless of what way he goes with his pitching they'll be able to handle AI, and they'll move on to the round of 16. Okay, another game in the round of 32, which is is going to be a tough one for both teams. I mean, Wilmington Friends has a, a pretty good kid, uh, Pete Erskine, uh, pitching. So Middletown's got their hands full there. 
So I'm not quite sure what Middletown. I'm sure they'll run the number one out there too. I'm still going to take Middletown. They played some tight games. They almost beat St. George's at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, one with your friends is, uh, is a solid team that could win this game if they get good pitching, uh, from Erskine. But, uh, I'm going to take Middletown to move on to the Sweet 16. All right. Apo CR, a somewhat of a down the road matchup. Uh, logistically. I'm going to take Apo here. Not sure what they'll do with their pitching. Uh, I believe they'll likely go with uh, Deacons and Bolton the whole way, so either are fine there, and they'll move on to the round of 16. Polytech, after beating Delcastle, will move on to play Conrad. Again, you know, this is some. This is a spot where they might not have to use their number one against Delcastle. We'll see. And they might have their number one versus Conrad. And again, Conrad has to make a decision versus Polytech, a team that could uh, very easily upset them if things go right. So uh, again, Conrad with uh, Braden Shear, uh, they'll have to make a decision whether they're going to throw him in round one. Either way, I think Conrad's going to get the win and they'll move on to the round of, of 16. St. Mark's probably has the uh, the easiest first-round matchup because Red Lion Christian plays Mount Pleasant and they get the winner of that. I take Red Lion to move on, and then St. Mark's can uh, go with probably their number two or three in this game, and they'll move on easily against Red Lion Christian, and they'll be able to save Colmery for round uh, for the Sweet 16. Archmere versus Indian River, another coin flip here. I just uh, had a couple of drinks with Coach Santa, and uh, Indian River has some big wins and, and has been competitive all year. Archmere, obviously, you've seen what they did. They beat DMA and uh, have reeled off a, a bunch in a row. So this is a coin flip. I've got to go with Archmere, my boy Nick Santa. But, again, this one could go either way depending on who's throwing strikes and who's not. But I'll take Archmere to win and go to the Sweet 16 and have that rematch with St. Mark's where they almost set them, set, uh, upset them earlier in the year. All right, Delmore plays Smyrna, who I have beating Odyssey Charter to move on. Delmar, again, in and out of the top 10 this year. The Cardiac Kids with a couple late wins against some top 10 teams. Smyrna, again, could win a game. that They're going to win their first-round game. They could win this game, too. This is going to be a tough one for both teams, but I'm going to take Delmar to move on. All right, Hodson and Sussex Central. Hodson will probably be able to save their pitching for the second round, but again, who knows? Uh, that's not my decision. Be anxious to find out. They'll move on to play Sussex Central, but Sussex Central will take care of them. Uh, they'll likely be able to save some pitching here. They've got uh, some depth on the staff. Um, not sure how Coach DJ Long will do it, but regardless, they have the offense to take care of Hodson. They'll score a bunch of runs and move on to the round of 16. Okay, this is where the real fun begins. I mean, all of these Sweet 16 <laughs> matchups could go any which way. There's no... I mean, I'm looking down even with my predictions. Every game could go – every higher seed could get upset in this first round, including St. George's. Uh, they're going to take on Caravel, again, my prediction. Um, and, uh, you know, they're going to either have Breen or Hart thrown in that game uh, against a young Caravel team. I'm still going to go with St. George's, but this is no walk in the park here. They they're they're not they don't have a roster where they're just going to blow teams out, but they will win most of the close games because they play so solidly fundamentally and they pitch it well and all that. They're going to win against Caravel, but it's going to be a tight one. St. just moves on to the final eight. Okay, another rematch here in the Sweet 16 where Cape will likely come up to play Sal's. 
in the round 16. Uh, this is a rematch earlier where Sal's took care of Cape 6 to nothing behind Zarnecki, a complete game. But this could go either way. Again, uh, with Sal's having to play charter, I'm not sure if they'll sh- throw Brody Valentine in the first game. Uh, either way, it, you know, maybe they throw Zarnecki in the first game and come back with, uh, with Valentine, uh, a- against Cape. Then you look at this. So they haven't seen Zar- uh, Valentine yet. But on the other hand, they could just say, well, Zarnecki shoved it up there. You know what? Uh, and shut him out in the first game. So let's go with uh, with Zarnecki again in the second game. Who knows? Not sure what Coach Godfrey will do, but he's got a couple of options. I'm going to say they take care of Cape in round two and move on to the Elite Eight. All right, Tower Hill versus Delmarva Christian. Now again, th- this is interesting. Uh, Coach Cannon again, a good friend of mine. I don't know much about Delmarva Christian, but I'll do my research for next year. This is going to depend on whether Marty, don't call me McFly coin, pitches against St. E's in round one because, again, Tower Hill not loaded offensively. And, uh, you know, they, they're they obviously getting behind their number one Marty coin. Not sure what they're going to do. If they throw coin, they get ba- they get past Omarva Christian. If they throw coin against St. E's, I'm not sure they get past Omarva Christian. I'm going to take Delmarva Christian because I haven't given them much all year. And, uh, and again, I'm not sure what Billy Cant's going to do. I'm going to take Delmarva Christian in this one to move on to the Elite Eight. Okay, Concord versus DMA. Again, a, a, another matchup that could be challenging. It looks like DMA will likely be able to hold Kevin Williams off for this game. Uh, in which case they'd be a huge favorite. And depending on what Coach Hamburger does against Dover, and I think he has to throw Gabrish uh, in that game. So DMA with their number one and Concord with their number two. I'm going to take DMA in this one to move on to the uh, final uh, Elite Eight. All right, Sussex Tech takes on Middletown. Again, Sussex Tech just has too much for Middletown. Again, Middletown, uh, an up-and-coming team, and will likely be pretty good next year. I think Tech's going to win this uh, going away, and uh, they move on to the Elite Eight, and Coach Jefferson uh, again gets to the Final Eight. All right, probably the toughest matchup, and this is a fantastic matchup, App and Conrad in the Sweet 16. Again, these are my predictions. this is the like most likely scenario. This is a rematch of the first game I saw early earlier in the year, where uh, again I had them at one and three, something like that uh, in the uh, in the top ten. But yeah, this is going to depend on you know what the pitchers do and and uh, what Coach Torres and what Coach Wilson do in the first round against Polly and CR. Uh, do they throw their number ones? Do they throw their number twos? Who knows? Uh, this can end up being a, a rematch of Deacons versus Shear in round two. Uh, again, I've got a, we've got a lot of kids at the Hardball Factory that play for Conrad, especially on our 14U team. So I'm going to take Conrad in this game in a small upset, and uh, they're going to move on to the Elite Eight. All right, St. Mark's and Archmere, a rematch from earlier in the season where Archmere almost got the upset versus St. Mark's. I'm going to take St. Mark's in this one. Again, they'll likely have to throw Colmery in this one to get past Archmere, and that's a tall task for Nick Santa and his guys. So Archmere's run ends with St. Mark's. St. Mark's moves on to the Elite Eight. 
Okay, Delmar and Sussex Central. Delmar, again, quality year this year, have some good wins, some big upsets, some great comebacks. But I think Sussex Central is just a little too much with their offense, and they're going to bang out a bunch of hits and a bunch of runs, and they're going to move on to the Elite Eight as well. Okay, that brings us to some unbelievable matchups here in the Elite Eight. Again, the first one is a rematch of the St. Mark's St. excuse me, St. George's Salesianum game where Sal's uh, really put it on St. George's. I believe it was an 11 to 1 early. So this is a grudge match rematch where St. St. George's has the opportunity to get some revenge and they will get the revenge and they'll move on to the final four with a win over Sal's. Again, I'm not sure what the matchup pitching matchup is going to be, but it's going to be fun regardless. St. George's will get the win. They'll move on to the final four. That brings us to the next matchup, Delmarva Christian. Not many people have Delmarva Christian in the final eight, but their path looks to be like this could be a possibility. They'll take on DMA. Uh, again, I'm going to take DMA in this one. DMA has been strong all year. They're going to get the win. They're going to move on to face St. George's in the final four. Okay, Sussex Tech will face Conrad here. Again, uh, not pending, it looks like, Braden Shear will not be, they'll have to use Braden Shear for the Apo game, uh, which means Tech will be loaded up with their pitching uh, against Conrad. Again, uh, I'd like to, I'm not, this is a coin flip. Great coaches, both sides. I uh, love both of their programs. I'm going to take Sussex Tech in this one, and they're going to make it to the Final Four. Okay, St. Mark's and Sussex Central. This one comes down to whether Christian Comrie is available. I'm just not sure, and I've said this most of the year that St. Mark's is tough enough to get past a quality opponent uh, without Comrie on the mound. So I'm going to take Sussex Central in this one. I think they're going to bang out again. Just Their offense is one of the stronger in the States, and I believe they're going to bang the ball around again in this one. Uh, it's hitting weather late May, so I'm going to take Sussex Central to make it to the Final Four. Okay, the Final Four. Again, St. George's, DMA, Sussex Tech, Sussex Central. No surprise there. They've been in the top 10, uh, top five most of the year for me here. Uh, but again, I mean, who knows? Any, anything could happen in any of these games, and these four teams could be completely different than what I'm saying. But St. George's takes on DMA. This looks like it could be a Kevin Williams-Zach Hart matchup. Would just be phenomenal to watch two fast-paced, strike-throwing guys. Uh, I'm going to take St. George's in this win in a tight one, 2-1, to one, to go on to the finals, their first finals uh, appearance. In the other Final Four matchup, Sussex Tech versus Sussex Central. Uh, Sussex Central won this match earlier 4-3. to three. I'm going to take the bats again. I'm going to ride the bats of Sussex Central uh, again and, and DJ Long, a Delaware alum. And I'm going to take Sussex Central to get on to the final game over GL Jefferson's Sussex Tech. And that brings us to the final game. St. George is the number one seed. Sussex Central in the final game. Uh, this is going to be a tough one, but again, I'm going to take pitching over hitting, and whether it's Breen or Hart in the finals, I'm going to take defense pitching and fundamentals over the big bats of Sussex Central, and St. George's is going to be my finals champion. They're the one seed. They're going to run the table, and they're going to win the first state championship for Coach Jeff Rogers, who should be the coach of the year this year, and he's going to have to get a tattoo of T-Bone on his ass for the victory. Congratulations. Those are my predictions this year. And again, we're gonna we'll check back in next week 
when we get to the uh, final eight and see where the heck I lie. I mean, literally all eight of these could be wrong. Who knows? Because that Sweet 16 bracket is incredibly uh, balanced. So St. George's winner, my books, we'll see. All right. Lastly, my battery of the year. I've watched a lot of pitchers. I've watched a lot of catchers, but I haven't seen anybody quite as good as Zach Cart. The guy throw, goes out there and throws 75% strikes, works fast, has three pitchers, throws them in any count. Uh, just a bulldog. He finished off the season with a nine hit, or excuse me, nine inning shutout over Apo, where he only threw like 90 pitches. Uh, he's my. Farafowl podcast pitcher of the year and the other end of the battery is Ben Anderson St. Mark's senior catcher the guy blocks it the guy throws it uh, he hits a little bit as well and he's been solid behind the dish he's my catcher of the year Zach Hart Ben Anderson the Farafowl podcast battery of the year congratulations for whatever that means to you two guys uh, but you guys are have been fun to watch all year thanks so much hope to see you next week and good luck out there on the field. You've been listening to Fair or Foul with your host, Troy O'Neill. If you enjoyed this episode, have comments or ideas you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them. So send your email to Troy at fairorfoulpodcast.com or visit our website, fairorfoulpodcast.com. And be sure to join us again next week for another episode of Fair or Foul.